Adrenaline in my soul. Cody Rhodes, McMahon payroll. Welcome to Tim and Joel. Call it in the ring. That's the best one yet. It's the best one yet. I'm over the memes, but I'm also yeah. not at all over the memes because off the air. Should I tell them, Tim? Should I tell them what I found? I found the karaoke version of Kingdom by Downstate. I have the version, an official version that has no lyrics. And now I want to meme the fudge out of that song and really get people going. Let's do it. Are you ready, Tim? We're not going to do it now, but are you ready no. to do that? <laughs> yeah. yeah, let's pack the people full of meme, uh, meme fudge. There you go. That's what, that's I what wanna, uh, you know what I want to do? I want to get everyone who's a part of Overbooked to do their own version of the meme, and we just cut in the music. Oh, my God. Yeah, do it. I'll, I'll rip it. I'll sing it. I'll produce the crap out of it. Yes, and it's going to be overproduced, like completely. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah Just like upsettingly am. so. Just like I a super cut montage video of Cody Rhodes being epic. Yes, and it's like random people. So it's going to be like, it's going to be me. It's going to be you. It's going to be Kate. We'll get uh, we'll get Louis Dangor to do a line because I'm sure he'd love that. Uh, we'll get everyone. We'll get everyone on board. And while you're on board here, you can toss us a thumbs up on this video. Nah, go ahead, do that. Maybe leave a comment. Tell us, tell us you're gonna tell us you're gonna do your your meme parts for Cody. <gasps> drop us your drop us your best Cody Rhodes meme in the comments. That's what we want. That adrenaline meme. We we want that in in the comments. And while you're here, subscribe to Fightful Overbooked. The meme is just the first like the first four lines of the song. So it's just the intro, like like the first part of the first verse looped over and over and over again. Yeah, it's gonna be obnoxious. Yeah. <laughs> we're gonna really kill the bit, is what we're trying to do here. Just bury it. Like, <laughs> bury yeah. it like Cody did with his golden shovel. We're gonna take it around back and we are going to shoot it in the mouth. Mm. And just it'll be it. That'll be it. Is Adrenaline that how old Yellery got got in the mouth? <laughs> just like open up. <laughs> Doesn't matter. Could have been Miss Park. That's I don't know. Dang. I wasn't oh, watching. That poor kid would have been so traumatized. Jr. was traumatized having to do the bag full of puppies. Oh man, I've told this story before. It's in his book. You can read Jr.'s book. He talks about puppies and it explains a lot. Having to take care of them. Anyway, while you're here, take care of us. You can send us a super chat. It supports not just us in this show, but it also supports Fightful Overbook because we're self-funded just like the main channel, but the main channel gets more money because Sean Ross Sapp's on it. And when Sean Ross Sapp is on a channel, people like his opinions. People don't like our Some opinions because like we talk opinions. about <laughs> No, we talk about really ridiculous shit on this channel. That's what we do. But uh, <sighs> that's, that's kind of how we roll. So your super chats, we'll read them on the air. We'll give you we'll give you our adrenaline takes because it's time. Do you want to talk about Cody now or do you want to wait? Ah, right, let's wait. Let's wait. Let's bury the lead. All right, that's fine with, with me. What do you shovel. want to start with? You want to bring that golden shovel to? Uh, you want to start with WWE talk? You want to start with AEW talk? You want to talk SmackDown, Rampage? You want to talk about Raw from this past week with uh, oh, Seth and KO? I feel Seth like when we get to that, that's when we got to talk about the Codester. We could, we could, oh man. Okay. You're right. Yeah. That's okay. We'll save it. Cause I got, I got a lot to say about edge. <laughs> <laughs> We're all out here blueing ourselves. Yeah. Uh, let's start with, let's start with AEW. We do dynamite rampage real quick. Cause like dynamite, pretty good, pretty good dynamite. A lot going on again, just regular on. dynamite with like green food dye, like everything else in the world on Wednesday. Um, yeah. Have its moments. 
had some very so, good moments. So we got a comment on last week's episode and I don't dwell on comments, but I feel like it's worth bringing up that um, when we talked about women's wrestling in AW and the things. Oh, like this one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I'm, I'm going to be I'm not, I'm not going to drag the person because I think that there's a certain point to be made. Um, they talked about in the comment how Sheeta had a promo on that episode of Dynamite. And therefore, what do we want? Do we want more matches? Or do we want promos? And the answer really is both. But at the same time, the the point here that I guess we should make is that there's a lot going on on these shows and oftentimes things do get lost in the shuffle. And in this case, that is a perfect example of it. Yeah. I'm not going to, but... I, I think I summarized it with sheet is awesome, which is enough for me. Cause like the conversation wasn't really about like, we weren't talking about every single thing. Like we weren't itemizing the amount of women on dynamite. I was saying that there aren't enough developed female characters on dynamite, which my, point stands like Sheeta and Deeb are two of the like five women they keep going back to the well with and they're getting better like they are improving it's just I think they need to really like work with the women on Dynamite and get them more TV time because again like now you're seeing additional stories featuring women like Statlander and Layla Hirsch but their characters suck <laughs> like then they're not good at TV yet like Chris Statlander, uh, I guess she gets hit in the head with a turnbuckle, which is fixes her, right? She stops being deluded and believing that she's an alien, which is or like does uh, it? That's, does and that's the thing. Like, like I think Jericho was like, Oh, she took off her, her customary war paint and she still got like some of the same face paint on. And it's like, you didn't change that. And she looks completely different. She's wearing black. Like yeah. it, it wasn't that much of an alteration. And again, like, I don't see how Layla Hirsch is really the heel in this feud. So <laughs> like they the, completely yeah. bungled that. And now Layla Hirsch is the heel who just hits people with a turnbuckle and it's a turnbuckle Jericho. It's not a turnbuckle connector. That piece is the turnbuckle. Um, but it, it's just, yeah, like, I, I don't know. That's not for me. It's not enough. Like I want to see the other women because they have it now a very deep uh, roster that I just don't know who these people are. Like I saw someone named session moth something. And I, I don't know who that is. So like I give them TV time to talk and become characters like Sheeta has a developed character. I like Sheeta's character a lot. There just aren't enough characters. So it's actually funny that you mentioned session session, session moth Martina. Easy for me to say. Uh, and it is a name that I very clearly get lost in my own brain with. Um, but yeah. It actually, just it like I zeroed in on it. Cause like session is a new name for me as a name. Yeah. Like, so, so she was on dark for a couple of weeks because, and she's also been wrestling with ring of honor pre pandemic and okay. was part of their thing. Uh, and I actually like that you bring her up because she actually has a character. She actually had a gimmick coming into TV, like having that experience. And like, it's a little bit of like, party girl from the uk a session moth is someone who's like um someone who who likes to drink likes to party and and is very sociable right like a social butterfly but it's a, a moth and anyway that's kind of how okay. it's explained I like to that. me yeah, yeah that, uh, that works and so like yeah her gimmick was kind of like i like to drink but i'm also a good wrestler i'm a good time type of thing um not in like a, i'm a good time but more like yeah, 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 yeah. you know I'm, I'm a party girl i like to have party fun animal. In my mouth. like the film yeah, party yeah, yeah. animal is what it sounds like yeah so so she's actually really fun and i think uh if they decide to bring her in and do a little bit more with her she could be very entertaining uh yeah. now when we're talking about layla hirsch and chris statlander 
I talked about Statlander on Hits and Misses earlier this week, or I guess yesterday, it dropped this morning. Uh, and I said, with Statlander, I don't love what they've done because they had so much potential on Wednesday on Dynamite to to do the wipe off the, the face to paint. Really, and take like, off kind the of reset her into yeah. a, you know. And I expected a little bit more coming into Rampage, where she just came out and she was now wearing all black. She doesn't have the, the the traditional face paint that she had before. Now it's just like a black lightning bolt, almost like she's Ziggy Stardust. And now her Harry hair Potter. is somewhat blue. Uh, yeah, Harry Potter, sure, whatever. I'm an old man, whatever. Uh, the point being here is that I, I want to know more about what we're doing with Statlander and I'm willing to give it time because AEW sometimes does allow these things to breathe when it's the women's division specifically because things just kind of again the the shuffle is so great uh but with Layla Hirsch what really bugged me was that they had her win a really good match at the buy-in they made it look good she they made her look good they gave her a little bit more and then she loses on Wednesday to Thunder Rosa, just so that Rosa can go and do the cage match at St. Patrick's Day Slam. Yeah. But then they, give, but then they yeah. give Layla Hirsch a match against Red Velvet on Rampage, where it's like, why wouldn't she win and start rebuilding herself as a badass heel? And instead, she loses the match to Red Velvet. Okay, because they're high on Red Velvet, which like, and she's gotten better. She didn't come out doing the stupid stir the thing. And like her character has developed a little bit because she's been given time and that's all it takes. Like out of the three women here, I think Red Velvet is still like the most compelling because she's had the most opportunities. I've seen her the most on screen and she's slowly evolving her character into something that isn't annoying. Um, Layla Hirsch, I think, is been has been given the push that she has. Same with Chris. is because they're so good in ring. Like that match with Red Velvet was excellent. Um, the problem is like neither one of them are great in terms of delivering a promo on camera. They're both kind of falling flat, like very flat. And when Chris says stuff that doesn't make her come off as a good person, it really like it just undermined the whole feud. And they're still dealing with the fallout from that as far as I'm concerned. But again, the in-ring is tremendous. So I get why they're being featured. But like, I feel like AEW is kind of letting the narrative part of this slide a bit. Like, again, I keep mentioning they're really good at zeroing in on, like, one storyline at a time. And then so the other stuff kind of feels a little bit ancillary. And you're seeing stuff. I think I think it was Janelle or someone. can't remember who it was who mentioned, like, just the backstage is a lot looser. Like, WWE is, like, absolute control. And then AEW is a bit too loose. Like, I feel like it could use a bit more structure, like a bit more oversight in terms of the narrative anyway. I think it's funny. There is got there has got to be a middle ground somewhere because yeah, you're right. I think. There have been wrestlers on uh, really from all parts of the professional wrestling scene talking about, you know, WWE is very much straight, narrow to the point. It's what you get. And then you've got AEW, which is a little bit looser, but everything still goes through Tony. You, but the characters still have a little bit of leeway because they get to pitch versus going to a writer in WWE who pitches to Vince and then Vince either shoots it down or changes it to a way where he likes it better, whatever it could be. There's something, there, there's, there's got to be a middle ground because you're right. Uh, Joey Janela did an interview with Denise Alcedo, and uh, I've mentioned this on other shows. He basically said, you know, I'm I'm not re-signing with WWE or with AEW. AEW. Yeah, my Cody signed with WWE. Uh, anyway, I'm, he's, Janelle says I'm not re-signing with AEW. So Marco Stunt has, for all intents and purposes, been ghosted. Those were his words. Um, and I'm not going to talk shit about it because he did speak highly yeah, about his AEW experience. I just think it's interesting that he that many people are discussing how AEW works 
uh, on the inside and says that it could use a little bit of tightening up. And it's the same criticism over and over again. Yep. It's not a bad thing. I think if it keeps coming to light and it needs to change, then it gives them reason to make it better. I don't know how that happens. I don't know where that happens. But as long as it keeps getting talked about, it's going to be, you know, it's going to be part of this whole conversation. Exactly. And that's that's all I'm asking here. It's just those those criticisms in terms of like me as a viewer are really resonating with me. That's all I'm finding. And I'll get to that when we get to the main event of Dynamite, because that's how I I feel like it really it, it, it comes to light the strongest in that, in my opinion. I mean, we're, you know what? We're talking about the women's division. We're talking yeah, about yeah, women's might as well get right there. may as well go into it. So the main event we know was the steel cage match for Dr. Britt Baker and Thunder Rosa for that AEW Women's Championship. Uh, listen, Thunder Rosa wins. They did yeah. a whole pomp and circumstance with the, the coronation uh, of Thunder Rosa as they was, continue. At, like, this is getting a little tired now where we do, oh, you got a special entrance? Enjoy your title victory. The next yeah. person to do that should lose. <laughs> like... <laughs> That's a good point. They've done this again. They 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 did it with uh with um oh my god, it was all out with the Lucha Brothers when they had Alex Alver, uh, Alex and uh Mikey Ruckus do the yep. special intro. You're right. I didn't think about that, but you're absolutely right. When there's And they did it with things, Hangman. Like and <laughs> like they keep doing it with these with these things that are very like a foregone conclusion where the the audience has like no doubt who's going to win and the champion's going to lose the title. Like it is a coronation ceremony and it's a bit heavy-handed for my tastes. I just I I it doesn't do it for me. So like, yeah, Thunder Rosa comes out, she does that after losing Again, after losing a very lukewarm match due to interference, but like you still lost. This is pro wrestling. You got to be ready for that. True. So they come out, they do the cage fight, the match. What did you think? I'm going to you first for this one. It was good. It was rushed. I don't think it's as amazing as people are saying it was. Um, there were certain spots where it felt yeah, like they spots. were just trying to get it going and get their shit in instead of cutting down some of the spots that they had planned because they lost TV time going towards the end of the night. And I said at one point, this show is going to go off the air with them literally giving Thunder Rosa the belt and that's it. No celebration. Because at that point, I'm watching big spot, big spot, big spot, no sell, no sell, no sell. And again, this isn't me talking shit about the women's division or even AEW. It's just this is something that continues to happen. I just want to yeah. see a little bit more selling out of it. The, the match was fine. The match had moments, but there were of some things that just yeah. shouldn't have. They could have cut more stuff out and it could have been a little bit better. Is yeah, what here's I'm here's my feeling about it. Like, and part of it, a big part of it sped through, sped through or not. Like just this match did not have the emotional kind of weight behind it. I don't think this build has been any good at all. Um, I love, you know, there for that lights out match felt so amazing it felt like a turning point in both of their careers thunder rosa has been so hot for so long this should have been bigger than it was and to me it just fell flat like it, for for my tastes it just did not have the anticipation that i wanted because again she just lost a title shot like it, it, it none of this feels special she seems like not the same wrestler right now because it's just i don't know I, i'm not feeling it for either of them like Britt Baker's promos have been falling flat for me. It's it's been all about her gang inner turmoil, which has not even been it's gone nowhere and it's been irrelevant and it hasn't been interesting. Um, and then they have a normal match, a non gimmick match that wasn't great. Like I just didn't feel anything from it. And then we have a gimmick match where they rely on the gimmick, 
because you know that's what got them over a year ago and we see some cool spots but like the match itself didn't build for me like there wasn't that emotion because like you pointed out there was no real selling or anything it was just big spot big spot big spot oh the thumbtacks again they they cut early they cut so quickly and i was just like okay i guess <laughs> when you say cut now. you mean bladed they bled yeah 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 okay i just want to make that yeah, yeah, known sorry. to the audience um one thing by the way talking about big entrances uh and people who win all the time you know the last time they did a big entrance and somebody lost the guy was going to wwe <laughs> when cody had downstate play him to the ring at revolution he lost to mjf <laughs> There we go. I love it here. It was asked in the chat when was the last time it happened, so I had to go back and check. I was like, didn't Cody get a downstate entry? That's excellent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then he lost that match. Good stuff. Um, and again, I, I, I'm I, not going to take away from Thunder Rosa and her time because I think she's going to be a very good women's champion. Agreed. I also think Agreed. it was time to rebalance the women's division because now you have two <sighs> heel champions and it was time to find new challengers on both sides of the spectrum instead of the same old you know, baby faces basically losing matches and looking stupid. So at this point, Thunder Rosa even Rosa wins. came off a little bit dumb in this match because with the ref bump stuff, it looked so stupid because she shoves yeah. like they did I the mean, visual pin again. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I was disappointed in this match. I was disappointed in this build. I'm glad the title is off of Brit and on Thunder Rosa. I think it's the right move. I just hope that Thunder Rosa can get back uh kind of what i saw was her former fire because i have not seen it in her recent matches like i've not been super excited by anything she's done in the ring lately so it's interesting that you bring that up because uh for thunder rosa she then turned around and vacated the warrior women's championship that she had been holding out of warrior wrestling which is a pretty pretty good independent uh company i, yeah. I tend to watch their shows uh but i think it's smart for her to start maybe scaling back a little bit if she wants to be serious and do the things that you just mentioned, getting back into being that wrestler who can keep going. And maybe for your longevity, you want to take a few, you know, maybe a fewer dates so that you can work on the AEW side of things. Yeah. Like, cause I, I can only imagine that'd be bloody draining. Like, and, and you know, you just need time to put these things together for them to really be special. Like e even if it's just a dynamite match, it should be given some time. Yeah, and I'm excited to see where Britt Baker goes because now, as they're saying in the chat, like she can do non-title feuds and possibly take losses again. And there's something to be yeah. said about taking losses as a as a character. It affects you as it should. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, and she can continue so to have her little gang in fighting, and that can you know spin off into something interesting because like her versus Jamie Hader sounds excellent to me. Like it just let's let's just do something different because I it's not working for me anymore. Give me a story going into All Out where Jamie Hayter and uh, and Dr. Britt Baker do a, do a face turn for Britt. Yeah. Let Jamie Hayter beat the shit out of Britt until she turns face and the crowd is cheering for her at All Out to beat Jamie Hayter. Make that a redemption story and give Britt the opportunity to go face for a change. And then she can challenge Jade Cargill for the TBS title if she's still holding it. And there's yeah. a good story to tell there. Yeah, I think and so. And then too. unify both the titles. No, I'm just kidding. Because <laughs> <laughs> no, there is no undertitle. So, yeah, or I wouldn't do it a double or nothing. I would honestly, I want to wait until the fall. I want to tell a longer story with Britt Baker. I know double or nothing is next, but I want to see something. Uh, I want to see a little bit more storytelling, or at least something kind of stretch out a little bit more. Get Britt doing other things that start pissing off her her uh, her her entourage. Yeah, her losing. Yeah, yeah, maybe yeah. she loses a bunch of matches, and the entourage are like, "Well, this woman is worthless." 
Yeah. And just, yeah. I don't know. And still be like a real diva about it after the fact. So yeah, you know, like there you go. very unearned. Yeah. So uh, let's talk about speaking of unearned. Let's talk about the TNT championship match. They put the title oh, They put the title around Dan Lambert. Wow, that was funny <laughs> as hell. Yeah, they took, they yeah, took as, my as, idea and they gave it to Dan freaking Lambert. It's great. I, you know, I, as a guy who hated the two, the two belt thing, this is funny to me. It is actually. And so I thought that was a good. Champion. Yeah. Yeah. They called him. He called himself a co-champion. Yes. Like, okay. And meanwhile, Paige Van Zant has her hands here and it's just like, I don't know what to do with my hands. Like she was so awkward. I don't know what she was doing. It was very, very strange. Yeah, exactly. But uh, I don't know. I, I enjoyed the uh, the championship match. I enjoyed them doing Wardlow versus Scorpio Sky. Again, we talked about it on the show. We expected MJF to get involved and everyone else. Uh, I do like the payoff gimmick that they had MJF do to get, uh, you know, all of America top team out of the ring and also beating them down. It was, it was good. The storytelling was good. And on top of that, I like the idea that Wardlow beat up everybody in the locker room. Wardlow has no yeah, friends. He has no friends. Yeah, which the commentary did a great job getting that uh, across. So Yeah, so now the onus is on Wardlow to not only find friends, but first potentially make amends. Yeah, so I thought I thought this was good. Like, good enough. You know, I feel for Scorpio getting crushed in his first match, first defense. Like. Yeah. But uh, the match itself, really, really good stuff. There are a lot of really good fun spots in there. Uh, but really, the story became MJF and and taking out Wardlow. I, and I don't mind that because if they allow Scorpio Sky to have banger matches moving forward for that TNT title, then then this match was just like... Yeah, if this was one to transition Wardlow away, you know, you got your shot, you lost, now move on, and then into something else. That's That's fine by me, so... I don't want to talk about Jericho just yet because I haven't seen <sighs> it. Uh, Yuta, Wheeler Yuta having his breakout moments in AEW. We talked about getting, this. Getting big bad. Yeah, this isn't really how we expected it to go, but we did talk about this. No, but we also discussed, and again, this, when we talk about Daniel Garcia, it's a similar conversation where we've been watching these guys wrestle for so long and we've been waiting for some sort of character that wasn't just I wrestle guy. And yeah, well, so here's we also gave we them we gave a beautiful long term story. They could have taken it, they could have used it. They didn't. Tim, He's just gonna not, slap William Regal in the face or whatever. No. Like our stories are not long for wrestling, they're long for the silver screen or really cheap Hallmark television. By the way, Hallmark, we'll make a movie for you if you give all us I'm saying, time. all I'm saying, we wrote a good story and they they just did like no Wheeler Yuta wants in a different gang now. <laughs> He's going to switch gangs. How does one switch gangs? Well, apparently you just turn your back and walk into the ring. Uh, That's so a the good match, way to die. That is a good way to die. You get caught in the middle. Uh, Wheeler, Yuda, and Chuck Taylor teamed up to take on American Dragonson, Bryanson Danielson, and John Moxley with uh, William Regal at the announce desk, which I thought was perfect. Putting Regal at the announce desk to do his silly and also serious shit at the same time calling Excalibur the man behind the mask and saying, who is that demon waif when referring to Danhausen? Good stuff. I like that stuff. Uh, the match itself is fun because you got the shit kicked out of him. Well, Chuck Taylor basically didn't do much. 
And I wanted to see Trent just smile throughout the whole thing because he got yeah, to see yeah. Yuda get yeah, out just of watching Yuda get his ass beat. Yeah. I mean, again, we know what the team is for Danielson and Mox. We know what that team's supposed to look like. Uh, and now the conversation shifts to Yuda and best friends. And what do we do? Because Yuda leaves the ring. He confronts Regal and Danielson and Mox and says, I want in. And they say, no, not yet. So what do we do now? Yeah, so if they do stretch this out, I think it'd be great because you could, again, you know, feature best friends and tell a story of not, you know, like, why does Yuta want out? Give us that explanation. Have them have a few matches back and forth. And, you know, meanwhile, every single week on top of that, <laughs> like, Yuta is just getting his ass beat every single week by the violent twosome or whatever. Violent twosome? I, Spenny had a good he or he he saw someone had a good descriptor of them and I, I, it was like w William Regal and his violent idiot sons or something which is oh, yeah. hilarious to me. That's good. That sounds one. about right. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. I think with Yuda, I think it's almost inevitable that he joins that group. Yeah. But when and also does it uh, this again? We talked about Yuda and best friends and how that plays out with Trent and obviously. We're not there yet because the whole conversation you and I had was Trent and Yuta have a match and Yuta, uh, Yuta beats Trent and then Trent goes to shake Yuta's hand and Yuta just says, forget you, I'm out of here. And he yeah. joins. Mox I shouldn't have had to do this, right? Like yeah. this shouldn't be what I have to do to gain your respect and that, yeah, do something like that. But... So we'll Although see now he's going to go to now he's going to go to a gang where that is exactly what you have to do to gain their respect. So like I, I don't know. They're gonna they're gonna do like one on one Danielson and Yuta, and he's just gonna be the shit out of Yuta. Yeah, and then Yuta's gonna be like, I didn't expect that, and they'll be like, Good, you're in. Oh my god. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's. Uh, what do you better. think of the opener? What did you think of the opening match, the trios match with uh, Paige and Jurassic Express and? Red Dragon and uh, Adam Cole. That was good. Surprise, surprise ending, in my opinion. Yeah, didn't, that's true. Expect it to go that way. Um, Colpin yeah. Jungle Boy again, which uh, honestly kind of, ex I won't know. It's not that I expected it, but I like the idea that Adam Cole continues to get the best of Jungle Boy. Yeah. And hopefully down the line, Jungle Boy pins Adam Cole. And it's a big moment because we got to remember that he could never pin Adam Cole. Not exactly. it's not like next week type of thing, but like no, no, somewhere like down the line. Down once Jungle yeah. Boy's in the main event picture. So. Jungle Man. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're still in Jungle Young and uh, I thought I thought it was good. Red Dragon's great. Um shame they had to walk out to Adam Cole's entrance music. <laughs> oh right. No butt dad rock for you. Yeah, I wanted my butt dad rock. That's fine. They wanted to give Bobby Fish this match early so that he can go get the Denny's Grand Slam before bed. I understand it. That's fair. Uh, yeah, it was decent. Uh, Jurassic Express doesn't do much for me. <laughs> that, okay, before we get to Jericho, this is the last thing I want to talk about. That acclaimed, <laughs> you know there's a mute button, right? The acclaimed... I wanted to uh, cough. Yeah, there's a mute button for that. <laughs> Jesus. The acclaimed do their segment backstage where Max Caster's like, hey, it's going to be me and Keith Lee, and then you've got Hobbs and Stark walk in and you've got Swerve walk in. And I like at the end where, you know, the whole idea of Caster is like, I'm an OG. All these newbies are just, this is stupid. I, you know, we're all fighting for a spot now. And then afterwards, Swerve walks off and someone's like, ain't he a rapper? Ain't, ain't he a rapper? <laughs> Caster's like, oh, son of a bitch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was very good. I like that whole segment. 
Like they're th- yeah, it the the little bits of story, like the the two week stories they're telling are very good. Like they're setting up Rampage very well, in my opinion. Like I, it makes me want to watch that show. So yeah. So I, I we'll talk about Rampage in a second, but uh, I, I do like the setup for that. And and some of these little setups are helpful to get people interested in watching Rampage or at least following along because, uh, you know, it plays in. It's a third hour of Dynamite almost. Pretty much. All right. I can't believe I'm about to do this. Get Everyone get your clips ready. Get your, get your super chats ready. Chris Jericho did something I enjoyed. He's so good. Came out. And- with his new team. So good. He's got Hager. He's got Daniel Garcia. He's got 2.0. They're not, they're not 2. called 0. that anymore. <laughs> I know. We're going to rename 2.0. The Jericho Appreciation Society commencement. Uh, first of all, they're dressed like dorks, and I love it. It's the dumbest thing in the world. Uh, I Go ahead. Just tell me what you thought, because I enjoyed myself. I need. I just need your take first. I loved it so much. Jericho back in form. He needs to be a heel. He's no good at being a, like, because him as a person is an insufferable douchebag. So like, just just live your truth, baby. It's much more entertaining than than you being a douchebag and expecting me to like you because you're kind of a douchebag. Um, but if you lean into your true nature, sir, it, it's a thing of beauty. This is great. Uh, 2.0 is the perfect pair of fellows to put with Jericho and especially to be like, and that's why Chris Jericho is a better man than me. Like they are so good. They're little tiny bulldog Jerichos and Jericho's like, you know, a mastiff. It's hilarious. I love it. And this will give Daniel Garcia some personality, which is sorely needed on TV because he's a damn good wrestler. He points out that he had 2.0 on his podcast after his best friend, Kevin, Asked them to put them on when they got released. I like that. Then they Great. renamed them. What did they name them? They uh, oh my god, someone in the chat's gonna tell me because I forget. I don't know. Um, it was their actual names, but with some corny like starting moniker. I can't remember. I don't even know their actual names. I'm not even gonna pretend. Good. That means that's not important. Uh, exactly. Either, <laughs> either way, then you got Daniel Garcia, who's just like, if you are a sports entertainer, then so am I, and I love it. I was- <laughs> It's so good. And this is like, you know, it's taking the piss out of WWE and putting it in their program, which is I love like I want that rivalry. I love to see it. I don't mind it when it's like not just like a, uh, uh, it's a very overt like, you know what? No, this is the other side of the industry and we're going to represent that. Like it feels yeah. very WCW and the Attitude Era stuff, even if WWE at the moment won't won't lower itself to 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 jump into that like well then again on smackdown and we'll get to that with pat mcafee he did mention pro wrestling so uh who knows maybe maybe well, the maybe that was, was a off. that was a slip up probably <laughs> i think pat was just having fun but uh either way we go back to this promo now one thing that um that i really enjoyed is jericho says you know back on january 6th beat 2019 and everyone's like oh god jericho knows what y'all talk about he knows. yeah he reads it on the internet and it's he not very reads, hard he reads your tweets he knows i love that oh my god the the like the nod is like some of you are really mean <laughs> exactly so i don't mind it i like that jericho was you know kind of taking the piss a little bit and on top of that uh so it's real by the way so for those who don't know daniel garcia along with um, Kevin Blackwood and Kevin Bennett and Puff, 
were in an accident, a car accident years ago. They're the Buffalo Boys, a bunch of guys who traveled, you know, to, to their to wrestle. They were all basically booked together on shows and they had an accident. And Daniel Garcia, I think, broke both of his legs. It was a whole a whole thing like everyone was injured. It was a serious wreck. They had to go fund me. And uh, Jericho did legitimately donate a lot of money to that GoFundMe. So he he knows about the guys. And also, again, for all the shit that we give Chris Jericho, including myself, I got to point out, like I do every time, whenever somebody has any sort of troubles, financial or otherwise, and they're in wrestling, Jericho's one of the first people who will yeah. reach out and, and try to be uh, uh, helpful. So he's not perfect by any means, but he gives back to, to those uh, who are in the business that he's part of. Yes, sir. Either way, very good segment. Really enjoyed it. The jazz holes are going to be wonderful. Who do they feud with first? It's got to be Kingston and Proud and Powerful, right? We got yeah, we got to do so. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. That makes sense. Uh, I know that people are talking about doing Mox and Danielson, and I'm sure that'll come down the line because you have to be on a collision course. The hardcore guys, the hardcore wrestling guys, taking on the sports entertainments. Guys. Yeah, I think I saw a blood and guts call out in there. I think that would be great down the road. Could do it. Could do it. Yeah, but I think it's yeah. Kingston. Yeah, I think it's Kingston and Proud and Powerful. And who do you put in there? You put Jericho and uh, Matt and Jeff, or do you do no? You do Jericho, Jericho Hager, Garcia, and Hager. And, yeah, yeah, Garcia, hundred percent. And let the bulldogs just walk around the ring being obnoxious, just barking. <laughs> so I'm excited. I, 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 this is probably the best Jericho we've seen in a little while. So I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna enjoy it while it lasts. Mm-hmm. And that's basically the most important stuff from Dynamite. Rampage, uh, we don't have to go too far into Rampage. There was some good stuff. We talked about Red Velvet and Layla Hirsch. Uh, House of Black beat the shit out of Bear Country and Fuego. That ending sequence was worth it. Just <laughs> a good yep. ending sequence on that one. <laughs> go out of your way to watch it. It's on the AEW YouTube, just the finishing sequence. Yeah, that's yeah. good enough. Uh, just a squash. Good stuff. Yeah, uh, yeah pretty simple. Pretty easy to go. Uh, Keith Lee, Max Caster was a lot of fun. It's a good match. The, go out of your way to watch it. Go the lead-in. Oh, my God. <laughs> Their interview was excellent. <laughs> Your King Henry the Eighth talking ass. Go back to the Renaissance Fair, bitch. Very yes. good. Yes. Very good. Um, and then the rap, solid. Every line, very good. Enjoyed it. I love the acclaimed. Keith Lee threw him around. It was fun. Top of the game. The oh, acclaimed. It's good stuff. Good stuff yeah. all around. Good stuff. Very, very much ahead. enjoyed that. Go out of your way to watch it. Keith Lee gets a big win. And then we see Starks and Hobbs come down to attack Lee and Swerve make the save. So they're starting to put more tag teams together. And I'm still mm-hmm. waiting to see, are you doing a tag team eliminator to get to the Jungle Express match, Jurassic Express next, whatever. Or uh, I know the Owen is supposed to be a singles thing. Oh, that's a thing. I forgot about that. It's supposed to start. Yeah, it's supposed to start around uh, May the 8th. Yeah, what a weirdly like long forecasted announcement that was. I think they said it starts or it ends at the UB. No, it ends. At, does it end at double or nothing or does it start at double or nothing? And then UBS Arena, there's a dynamite there where stuff happens there. Maybe it kicks off there. My brain hurts. from. Someone will tell us. Someone tell us tell something us. about May. <laughs> yeah, regardless, the point being here, what if they just swerved us on and said the Owen is now a tag team? tournament i don't think so but i I, I don't know maybe maybe the whole idea here is that lee and uh lee and swerve maybe have a a a bit of a friendship that works together but not works together they're not a tag team officially but they're just two guys who have each other's backs exactly 
I think that's good for now. Until they bring in the other guys from uh, bring in the other guys from from Swerve Stable in WWE from Hit Row. <laughs> Could you imagine all those uh, all those people in the crowds at Dynamite? No, sorry, it's the wrong. No, show. I don't think that would happen there. <laughs> uh, I do think it would. <laughs> I really do. Just give us Florida, yeah, Hopefully, we'll eventually get trios titles. I don't know when, but uh, who knows? Who who do you partner Swerve and, and Lee up with in a in a trios? Fuego. <laughs> I don't know who you could team them up with. No one right now. Let's just not worry about that. We'll get no, there no. eventually. Now I'm thinking about it because I mean you got House of Black. You got everyone. What do you do? Come on. Come on. Swerve and Lee together in a tag team. Who do you put with them? QT Marshall? No. Hook? No. Because he got Team Taz. Speaking of which, I don't mind that that's continuing. I think that's fine. He's going to give Yeah, I think it's award. hilarious. That'll be cute. Something for Hook to do in the meantime. Uh, yeah, Private Party could work maybe. But they're, they're got... baddies right now. There's some bad boys. Yeah, you got to turn Swerve and put them apart. Ah, whatever. Whatever. Let's move. You want to talk about uh, you want to talk about SmackDown or you want to talk about Raw and the Cody Rhodes? SmackDown. Oh, okay. <laughs> wow, you really teasing these guys? Yeah, I'm gonna dangle it. Sorry All right, we don't have a lot to talk about because the really the beginning and the end, some of the middle of SmackDown was really good. That opening segment was bloody terrific. You mean pissed off yokel Brock Lesnar? Pissed off yokel bipolar Brock Lesnar, as he put it. Which I didn't realize that was the bipolar beast incarnate. I was like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, man, whenever people wreck shit with cars, it's fun. It and was that's great. It did. was very funny for them to, yeah, the, uh, <laughs> it was like, get in the car, go to commercial, smash the windows. Nobody in that car, very obviously. Come they back, they're the in the going car. To oh, yeah, you're right. Smash the windows. But there was very clear edit point. <laughs> Oh, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got to be safe. Got to be safe. Yeah, like take the telehandler and just shove it right through the window so that you can see that there's no one in the car. Uh, they could have cut away sooner. And then we come back and they're in the car and they're like, oh, oh. and then he tips the car over and they're not in it, I guess. I guess they got Yeah, how did they escape? That, that was they always my Bad at it. Bad at it. I'm not uh, then they run over. They run over to the old, uh, what was it, Bronco? Like the the Ford truck or whatever. <laughs> it was a truck. I don't know if it was. Yeah, whatever. yeah. And then he rips the door off, and they're making a big deal about him carrying around a car door as if it's the heaviest thing in the world. When they're like, it's not that heavy. It was a it was a good callback. It was a good callback yeah. to when yeah. they had the. Uh, I, I mentioned this on Hits and Misses to the Seth and Brock uh, showdown when Brock took the car from J and J Security, tore it up, threw this through the, uh, the 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 door into the crowd. He didn't do it this time, thankfully, uh, and almost killed someone last time. But no, this time. He has the car door, goes to the ring. He beats up on it for a few minutes and then says, Roman, I'm pissed off now. I'm coming for blood. And yeah. you know what? I, it's effective. His face in the in the telehandler was hilarious. Like he was just in his element, like so excited. So I was like, that was fun. That was It was fun to see. Yeah. Uh, scary, scary yokel. Very, very terrifying character. Scary that yokel. I mean, that's what he is. He's just some dumb hick right now. Like. He's very, very excited. That's a great, Look at that yeah. Man. Look how happy that man is. That is <laughs> the man strive. who has never been happier in his life. <laughs> that's, that's how you, you should strive to be this way in your everyday life. That's, that's, that's exactly like Brock. You're doing it right. Thank you. 
All right, let's get back to it. Uh, what else happened on this show? Was there anything else that was good on this show? Yeah, I guess. Uh, I, no, there was a lot of not good on. No, the, there was the the Liv Rhea uh, and uh, Sasha Naomi, Naomi Sasha match. That was good. Match was good. Uh, the problem was, as much as the match was good and people are giving it its flowers, they did the stupid no contest and then they gave Natalia and Shayna Baszler a spot in the women's tag title match at WrestleMania. You got to get everyone on WrestleMania. You got to get them all paid. You got to throw as many bodies on the show as possible, which is it sucks. I, I also don't think this is a good move. I don't care if Shayna Baszler and Natalia aren't on WrestleMania because they haven't done anything this year to be on WrestleMania. Like, I, not that that's their fault. It's just. They're not interesting right now. Don't put them. I don't care. Yeah. I just, uh, I, I enjoyed the match. I didn't enjoy the no contest. And then, of course, you've got Sonya in the back putting in the match and just being like, you uh, you should be in the match more than other people who are in this match. It's like, oh, come on. Why are we still doing this? Why Why didn't we like lead this into a big Mania match? But it just never happened. The tag match blew off a feud that didn't end. I don't get it. And, I, and we still have Sonya Deville as an authority figure in like, her and Adam Pierce to me are just like are pro- quite possibly the two most boring authority figures we've ever had. Like I just don't yeah. care. I, I hate it, when they're on screen. I don't mind Natty and Shayna being put together as a tag team. I don't mind me neither. Like, if you, I'm paying get it you right. off. Yeah, yeah, I'm paying you off to be a higher gun and to to win the tag titles with me. That's fine. And you know what? When they don't win, then maybe Natty and Shayna can have a bit of a feud, and it could be just a few matches, and maybe maybe Shayna gets a spot. Maybe Shayna wins and starts to build a little bit of momentum. Who knows? Regardless, no contest. And uh, then they add them to the match, Shayna and uh, Natty. Like the entire build of this match for Mania is going to be who will Carmella and Zelina lose to because they are going to lose while we promote that YouTube show that not enough people are watching for us to continue producing. The one they're having sex on? Yeah. Like that's the story. It's okay, we're going to promote this show and you are going to lose the tag team titles. Did you know that they're having sex? They have a sex? Do you know that they have sex? Did you know that they're also getting married right after WrestleMania? And they keep reminding us that right after WrestleMania, Corey and Carmella are getting married right after WrestleMania. Like the day after WrestleMania, they're getting on a plane after WrestleMania to go get married because it's after WrestleMania and it's the women's tag tag champions. So after WrestleMania, they're going to get married because after WrestleMania. Pat McAfee comes out. After going to talk to Vince McMahon behind closed doors, which was set up very strangely, they talked to Adam Cole through the head or uh, Michael Cole. My God, they talked to Michael Cole through the headset and tell him to tell Pat McAfee to go see Vince McMahon. I was like, okay, <laughs> that's it's a very inefficient back office. Just saying, <laughs> like you could have just talked to Pat directly. Could have brought him out, made him apologize in the ring. But anyway, Pat McAfee comes out. And uh, he, he cuts a really good promo. He get he gets yeah. the what treatment, but eh, yeah. it's fine. He can get away it's with fine. it in this case. Good. It was okay. He talks about how uh, he says, I happened upon a no-name network, the USA Network. Very good stuff. And he says he saw professional wrestling for the first time and says it would shape him forever. It was magical, blah, blah, blah. And uh, he says he gets a call from the greatest of all time, Michael Cole, who's also the worst of all time. And uh, yeah, there you go. They, and then yeah, and Austin hits, Theory comes out. He hits the greatest hits of uh, wrestling promo insults on Austin Theory in sequence. And then, yeah. boom, we're set up for Mania. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they're, they're, they're getting married. Why... Why did Austin Theory show up for Balor's match on Monday? 
I don't even know. What did that, that have was... to do with anything? Maybe it was used as a bit of a red herring, just to like, oh, Pat McAfee might come out and be. I don't know. It was very strange. I think it's just to put him after WrestleMania, kind of put a little something there. I guess. I guess. I guess a rematch that I don't care about. Love it. I mean, Austin Theory is going to be in that Fatal Five Way for the WWE Championship at WrestleMania Backlash. No. Cody wins. So what does it matter? Stop. Well, we'll see where that goes. Austin Theory comes out, and of course, he's like, "You got to apologize." And Pat McAfee does the whole like, oh, "I'm sorry, you're a punk bitch," and it was good stuff. I it was good. It. I enjoyed it as well. Uh, that was yeah. So that, that, I'm looking forward to that match. It's going to be fun. Pat McAfee can wrestle a match. Austin Theory can wrestle a match. Put together something fun. I will enjoy it. Yep. They're gonna do anything goes for Sami Zayn and Johnny Knoxville. Are you excited? Because I'm excited. Someone's gonna die. Someone's gonna fall <laughs> off of a giant thing and possibly die. Like this is. The I moment. I expect a lot of pranks, uh, a lot of contraptions. Maybe like uh, this match sponsored by Acme is what I what I kind of foresee for it because the, Acme, the... Acme, not Acme, Acme. Yeah, I said Acme. <laughs> but I thought I heard Acme. <laughs> um. Anything goes is a concerning terminology because like, and it could just be like, you know, cause WWE likes calling uh, like a hardcore match, anything, but right. Like a street fight or like, you know, it's all the same crap. Uh, I'm just concerned. It won't end in a pinfall at all. Like, I don't know what's going to happen, but I'm excited, but I was also excited for Knoxville and the rumble. And so the jackass guys are going to get involved in this one. I and they're so, all going to yeah. get beat up. Now, you know what you do? You put a big guy with Sami Zayn. Like have someone debut, some big person show up or return and just beat the shit out of the jackass guys and help Sammy win. Give Sammy, do you want to give Sammy a heater? Is this when Veer comes? Veer comes to the aid of Sammy Zane. Wait, but Sammy's on SmackDown. They've been promoting him, promoting him on Raw. Damn it. That's fine. The biggest swerve you could give is Veer coming to SmackDown instead of Raw. He went to the Raw show. He went to the Raw. He literally, he's been to Ikea. He's been to the gym. He's been everywhere but his actual show. He's been on main events. By the way, yeah. Hits and Misses. Veer came to Hits and Misses before he came to Raw. So check out this week's Hits and Misses. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, whatever. That'd be funny. If he ends up going on SmackDown, they're just like, oh, it's been a long time. Close enough. Like... Yep. Well, I thought we were done with the Boogs and Nakamura. I know they ruined their perfect finish. They had one more. They just they played them out of order. We had such an opportunity, Tim. Such an opportunity. We didn't take them. We took them surfing, and we didn't show Nakamura surf. Hilarious. We gave them a giant hoagie. They didn't eat the hoagie. I want a giant hoagie now. Nice. So do I. I'm hungry as hell. After this show, I'm gonna eat a giant hoagie. And my wife's going to be like, why are you eating this without me? And I'm going to be like, because I'm hungry. Anyway, <gasps> go ahead. Do you want a hoagie? I was going to talk about it. I had a cheesesteak for the first time. Oh, we'll talk about that. We'll talk it's, about that. Instead of Cody, fine. we're going to talk about that. <laughs> Adrenaline in my soul, Philly cheesesteaks for Tim. <laughs> in my mouth hole. Um... <laughs> anyway, uh, so yeah, so they, they this was the final Boogs and Nakamura segment for the, the Ford gimmick that they did what, what, it it's, a <laughs> it's a toyota good ad that very effective <laughs> i ain't a car guy what do i know <laughs> either way uh i i, I just cool all right at, at least we oh got yeah a they're facing more. the usos 
Yeah, they got it. They got the totally Eustos. Yeah, this what they so they heated him up with Los Lotharios. Uh, They're gonna win, resident, by the way. <laughs> resident jobbers, they are probably going to win. Um, We're gonna win. Yeah. You know, I liked that they're like, oh, with his Gibson guitar, and it's like a Gibson, the Gibson sub brand recently it's, acquired it's a Kramer, Kramer, which is garbage. <laughs> it is <laughs> good stuff. Uh, either way, we're gonna we're gonna see that match at WrestleMania. Uh, Boogs comes out, does the the entrance that he always does. There you go. Nothing. nothing yeah, changes. Shinsuke Nakamura. Yeah. <laughs> Nakamura. Yeah! Uh, let's do the final. Let's do Charlotte's. Charlotte comes out. And no, no, we had a match. We had a match with Ridge Holland, who they promoted with the mask still. Oh, I also I noticed on St. Patrick's Day, they posted something about, they posted the three of them for St. Patty's Day. Yeah. I thought they posted all the Irish WWE superstars. They posted. I saw that one. Yeah, yeah. They posted one with Sheamus and his two, who, who like, I don't know, little, little, little Butch and, uh, and, and Ridge Holland. And, and they posted them. And I was like, wait, Seamus is the only Irish one there. I guess it doesn't matter. Vince McMahon. Everybody's Irish in WWE. Yeah. There we go. Uh, by the way, Nakamura was never cool. Get over yourselves. Ridge Holland versus... Yeah, Cody like I don't... Yeah, what the, I, I, yeah I, want, I like him. I love Boogs. I wish he hadn't cut his hair. I think he was better with the hair. Love, That's true. Love That's Rick Boogs. Thing. Love Nakamura. Fine with this. They can be tag team champions. They're getting that ad buy. I don't know. Yeah, exactly. Clearly, there's something there. The kids um, love him. The kids friggin' love him. Holland wins the match. I don't have much to say. Butch is making the best out of this, and you know what? Let him because this is the gimmick he's got. So he's gonna, you know, he's gonna try. He's just the little guy who keeps getting picked away from his buddies, his big buddies. You find buddies. it? What did you think about them? Like one, it was kind of nice the the Big E thing they did, but like it's just noteworthy to me because like he didn't paralyze himself. And they decided to zero in on it and make it this nice, hopeful story because he didn't paralyze himself, but he absolutely could have gotten paralyzed. <laughs> like, I don't know why they ran that video package. It was weird to me because, like, again, like they seemingly don't want to acknowledge that this is just dangerous. They they refuse to acknowledge it. Like, it's marketed towards children. Uh, the man could have been paralyzed, and because he wasn't, they 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 put it into the program. They made it part of the story, and I was like, Ugh, I, I, don't, I don't know. I think they played it because they did mention uh, on the show last week, Michael Cole said, we need medical attention for Biggie. And then okay. they didn't talk about it at all after that. They that closed the loop, I think. So it kind of closes the loop. And again, this isn't like, I, I don't know this for sure. And I know we give WWE shit about uh, them not having a continuity, but this could have been one time where they're like, he's clearly, you know, this is clearly something yeah, yeah, that yeah. people cared about. Maybe we should update them, blah, blah, blah. And so they did it. I didn't need them to show. No, the video that felt package. unnecessary as hell. They had lots of good content from Big E providing it to them for free. Yeah. So a lot of that, I was just like, eh, we had to show him landing on his head and everything that happened. It's a little bit too much, but uh, Biggie's okay. Like they could have gotten news. by with the stretcher and the thumbs up. Like yeah, that exactly. Enough to show that. Like, yeah, they could have. They could have done the still spot, whatever. It, it it just felt weird. I don't know why yeah. they had to replay the clip, but uh, but they did. Holland beats Kofi. Um, what are we? Kofi. What are we firing up? Uh, Sheamus's group for like, who are they going to face? What is? What are we doing? Drew McIntyre and the Viking Raiders. No, they're it's McIntyre versus Corbin. Why? Why are we heating them up? Why are oh, we because, up Sheamus? Like, oh, because we're still going to do something at WrestleMania. It'll be the returning well, Xavier be? Woods next week to team up uh, with Kofi Kingston. They'll read. Is he that close? Okay. Originally, it was supposed to be the New Day. Oh, yeah. Kofi, uh, Xavier had a match on a house show a couple weeks ago. Oh, okay. Or yeah, last yeah, never weekend. Mind. Never mind. That yeah. We're good. 
So Xavier's ready to come back. He's been off that list, that inactive list for weeks. But uh, originally it was supposed to be New Day versus the three of those guys. And that probably would have been New Day's first WrestleMania victory as a trio. Instead, it's probably going to be Xavier and Kofi versus Sheamus and Rage. I I still think they should give it to Butch. Like, but I think it know. should be I think it should be Sheamus and Butch and put Ridge aside. Yeah, but same. But, clearly, yeah. they're giving Hall in more matches, so they're not upset with him. He no, made a mistake. That, he injured someone. I don't that's fine. They should be like I don't think he should have be punished for anything. Like I, I think it's just it is what it is. It is a dangerous thing to be doing. So it's not ballet sassafras. Uh, okay, <laughs> Charlotte. Charlotte comes out. She's the opportunity again. She's going to take out Mount Rousey or something. Okay. I don't hate the build, but I hate this build. This didn't do a lot for me. They did a beatdown segment this week. I'm going to be here while you're having the babies. I I'm going to hate that. And then it's the will she submit crap. And it's like, I don't care. It's all it's, it's with their fake holds. I don't care. Stop. <laughs> Like the will she won't she submit like all of the submission stuff in WWE is so boring to me. Like I and don't care. They promoted this as like Charlotte's WrestleMania challenge to Ronda Rousey. So I'm like, okay, what are they going to do? And people were like, oh, submission match, submission. And I said, no, are they going to do like title versus career and completely give away the finish that Ronda's winning this match? What are we doing? Like I don't. First of all, I don't need the baby's discourse. I'm, I said this from the very beginning. I said this this should not be a feud based on who's having children. That's uh -huh. obnoxious. But on top of that, I just don't know why we're doing this match other than Charlotte wants to beat Ronda Rousey. Why? Yeah, and that's the, and Ronda Rousey just wants to fight, I guess. And now she's going to win the WrestleMania. And okay, cool. We'll get a, another few months of very bland promos until she goes away again. Shout out to uh, Caleb Braxton, who for some reason was just backstage, happens to pop into camera view and say, don't you know this is a trap? And Rousey's like, shut the fuck up. And she goes out to confront. I need Charlotte. to go out there and adjust my pants for the people. Right, these people need to see my pants. Anyway, I the, again, we say this a billion times. The match will be fine. The build has not been good. I don't even know uh, if the match will be fine yeah. at this point. I, it, 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 Ronda Rousey looks good when they're actually like kind of tussling. Like that's the only part I find interesting when she's trying to do any wrestle moves or striking. I don't like them. It's just when they're kind of rolling around grabbing. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, exactly. One thing that came out this past week for, for the Reddit folk, apparently on the internal uh, documents right now, ending day one of WrestleMania, is slated to be the KO show with Stone Cold. What? Not Ronda versus Charlotte. Not a match. <laughs> now that's that can change because those things are always in pencil. They get changed at the show themselves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But as of this moment, according to that report, and he, he's a pretty he's a pretty good insider. This this is one poster who's uh, fairly anonymous. Another Reliable. another Mets fan. Another Dolphins. Another one of those. Either way, he uh, he said that KO show is slated to finish night one. We'll see if that happens. I doubt that it will. I think it'll get changed again and they'll do Rousey and Charlotte. But yeah. uh, that match needs some sort of heat to put them back in the number one slot. Tell you what doesn't get me hot. Seth Rollins doesn't have an opponent, but soon he will. You can also send in your super chats and support us here at Fightful Over Book because we're going to talk about it. Let's go. You got your adrenaline ready? What is happening? Why is this so drawn out? We are two weeks away now. We're two weeks away. 
why, why, why is it? Why, why does Seth Rollins not have an opponent yet? Because on Friday nights, the news broke from several outlets, including PW Insider, Fightful Select chimed in, Wrestle Observer, they all saw it into it. Uh, Cody Rhodes officially signs with WWE. Okay. So Woo. apparently this happened like almost two weeks ago, which makes which is again like the, what is happening here? <laughs> this is perfect. No, I love the idea that there was a whole will they won't they. There was a lot of misdirection for media. I think Cody and his people, I think everyone played this perfectly. Okay. I do. I like the idea that for weeks he's been on everyone's tongue. I hate the idea that people are gonna be like, Great, he's here. That's nice. Just start start the show, you know. I, uh, have we just, talked like, to death? I don't. Maybe. What? What, what is Seth Rollins gonna do? Okay, so we, we built up Seth Rollins. He. We had this whole weird segment that closed out the show on Monday that has like, oh, well, you should give me the KO show, even though that doesn't make any sense. Um, I guess we've got two episodes of Raw. If Cody, Cody, or at least Cody's name shows up tomorrow, then we're probably okay. We can build this one in two weeks. Why? Why would Cody Rhodes and Seth Rollins be fighting? Is there a reason that I'm, so that I'm was, not privy to? So that was kind of dumb. the The one thing I can think of is this unhinged Seth Rollins is so desperate for a match or he's so desperate for a spot at WrestleMania that he would go after his own best friend and try to chase his own best friend's clout and try they... to take the one thing. Yeah, they're friends. They're not best friends, oh. but his, his friend's okay. clout. And as a result... Oh, got it. Sorry, KO. Yeah, KO. And, and as a result, he uh, tried to take the, the Steve Austin guest because like Seth, Seth Rollins wants to be the top of the card. He wants to be the best. Yeah. He thinks he's the best. And so for him to go after Kevin Owens, it doesn't make sense in terms of like KO versus Stone Cold as a feud, but it makes sense as this is the last grasping at straws that Seth Rollins has. So he went out and he did something crazy. He went, he went to a different company and he got their executive for his own talk show. And then it turns into a match or some shit. Yeah. Is that is that and, where you go with this? Or is this like like who does who do we get? What Cody do we get? It's it's it this is the Schrodinger's roads right here. Like uh, in the box. Uh it could be Homelander, because we don't know. We haven't opened the box. It could be anything. It could be Homelander. It could be Stardust, which would could be, be polka dots. Could be polka dots. Polka dot uh, roads. We, d- <laughs> Okay, so the only Cody, the only Cody Rhodes I know from WWE, because I watched absolutely none of when he was Stardust. I didn't even know he was Stardust until I saw the photos. Um, was he was in a stable with like Ted DiBiase's kid and I think Orton before yeah, Orton. they were called Legacy. Ew, yes, that's exactly what it was. Um and then he was the dashing Cody Rhodes, so he was like mm-hmm. a pretty boy, which is like a a, a recurring character in WWE did not for, wear or jobbers did <laughs> like, not wear knee pads either it was a very weird look no knee pads yeah, no elbow pads naked just looked knees, like he was wrestling strange. in his yeah in his underpants like naked. and that's it that's that's uh that's the last i heard of cody Rhodes. he disappeared i think you're gonna get american nightmare cody Rhodes. homelander i think got it home not homelander but you're gonna see a lot of red white and blue a lot of like american nightmare because they're going to say he went away. He came back. They're they're not going to say AEW on their TV, but no, they're going to they're going to make allusions to elite. They're going to call him an an all elite athlete or an all elite 
wrestler, not wrestler, an all elite superstar. Actually, just say an elite superstar is fine. No, they'll call him. They'll call him an all elite superstar. So they'll they'll go out of their way to do it. Okay. Um, but I I just think that's what we're gonna get, and and that's how they're gonna bring him in. They're, and I still don't understand why he's wrestling Seth Rollins. <laughs> like, I guess that's, the talk show angle. Like, so that's where they got to make it a thing, and they got to make it a Cody. And they they had a match once upon a time that people are trying to pull from. It's just going to be Cody's going to have to come out and explain why he wants Seth. He's going to say something like, "Seth, it's a, it's disgusting that you're not on the card. I'm not on the card. I'm back. How about you and I fights?" Yeah, and that's two week build. <laughs> But they've done this shit before, right? Yeah, it's like yeah, an Undertaker build. Cody yeah. is now the Undertaker where he shows up and with two weeks left before the show, gets to pick his opponent by going, You think we got a 30-year career? We got a 30-0 out of, <laughs> out of Cody Rhodes? I'd pay to watch that, quite honestly. <laughs> I really would. I want to see that. Cody Rhodes, the, uh, the, under, the Undertaker Cody Rhodes. Oh, my God. I look forward to... Monday, they're going to be in Chicago. Chicago is going to be hot. And if Cody shows up there, which we've been saying ever since like three weeks ago, they're in Jacksonville. He's going to show up in Jacksonville. Oh, they're in Miami. They're going to show up in Miami. Oh, they're in Atlanta. He's from Atlanta. He should show up in Atlanta. No, this time it's going to be, this time it's going to be there in Chicago. And my joke has been, he hasn't been on the all out card in two years. So clearly this is the time. <laughs> he just wants to get to the city he hasn't been featured on yeah he's gonna be like oh it's been years but i'm back and i'm all in oh if he does that (laughs) oh man oh i just uh wrestlemania i understand for some has been a difficult build this year i get it it's been that way for the last like like eight years i don't like it. this is how wrestlemania has been for a long time yeah wrestlemania I, like, builds have not been great for a while no but the you're, matches you're just, end up being pretty okay yeah, yeah usually yeah usually so i don't know that. uh edge edge did his thing i just want to say uh he's yes. blue he's uh he's jbl with his, with the thesaurus that's what he is he's he's a wrestling god now i guess so here we are didn't jbl have a have a have a thing wrestling god <laughs> didn't jbl have a thesaurus no he didn't no. uh jbl was pretty well spoken though oh yeah absolutely but now edge is just trying to say the same thing but with different words exactly uh there was something else i was going to mention and now i can't remember what it was so obviously it's not important was it about Should cody Rhodes? it's always about cody Rhodes. I, it's probably about everything cody. is about cody Rhodes. About cody is yeah cody is god is that that's going to be the gimmick he's going to come out he's like the Shawn Michaels versus Undertaker match from WrestleMania 25, where, he, where Shawn Michaels ascends from the heavens. That's going to be Cody. Cody's going to ascend from the heavens. Descend. He is. <laughs> did, did I say ascend? Ascend from the heavens. I prefer my answer, quite honestly. Yeah, it's uh, go away. Is what that is. I'm excited for uh, for Raw on Monday because it's going to be a whole discourse. <laughs> it already is. Stop counting other people's money. Guess what? Wrestlers get money. People get paid. That's the job they do. Cody Rhodes belongs on a three-hour show is, is what I agree with because he needs to eke out his tiny corner in a very bland product. Fine by me. Tim, let's get out of here. I got to go enjoy the weather. Where can the people find you on the internet? They can find me at Tim Stone P, T-I-M-B-S-T-O-N-E-P on Twitter. Please, if, if you're interesting, follow me on Twitter and then I might follow you. <laughs> Pretty straightforward. Uninteresting Twitter. 
fightfuloverbook.com. That's where you go. By the way, we drop content every single day on that channel. Uh, if Again, go to the comments. Give us your, your Cody Rhodes adrenaline memes, and we're going to try and use them because I have a karaoke version of that stupid song, and we are going to use that to put together a super cut of the most obnoxious Cody Rhodes memes I can. Ladies, gentlemen, friends beyond the binary, I am Actual Pearl, J-O-E-L-P-E-A-R-L. We'll see you in the next one. Go watch Hits and Misses because that just aired this morning on Fightful Overbooked. We'll see you all next time. Cheers.